And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. With a shot, Welcome to episode 93 of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danger, and today's presenting sponsor is rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. How's everybody doing? Happy Thursday. I am doing my second post-game reaction in as many, I guess, I guess this is in in three days, I guess. Whatever. Anyway, uh, I'm a little delirious still from the 5 OT game. But here we are. And, you know, I'm so glad after I did the post-game reaction the other night, it got such a good reception from you guys. So now we're back at it again here today. And before we get into all that, uh, just a reminder, most of you have done it and have done an incredible job doing it. So keep up the good work. Love it. Love it. Love it. Subscribe and like to this show so you're up to date on all the newest episodes and get notified as soon as they drop. We're available on pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. So go to any of those, whether you like Apple more or you're more of a Spotify person or even, I think, Stitcher or even TuneIn, which I've seen some people rock TuneIn, which is not a bad thing. Uh, so do that. And then, of course, follow us on Twitter at LO underscore lightning. Love the follows. Love the interactions with you guys. Keep it up. Uh, love to hear what you guys have to say about, especially what you had to say about the crazy game the other night. Uh, responded to a few of you. but And, well, I was actually on my personal account at APDanker, D-N-K-E-R. So go ahead to do that as well. Follow me on there. Where right now I decided I'm doing kind of a, a kind of a LeBron style esque playoff approach. Um, I'm just gonna do social media like LeBron, as we all know. If any of you are basketball fans, I'm sure some of you and most of you are. Um, he goes on social media blackout throughout the playoffs, but I'm only gonna do that during games so I can sit there in my thoughts and not turn into a crazy person as much. Um, especially, I found in certain games that. If I tweet, the lightning turn around. Especially if it's something positive. The lightning will turn around and just crap the bed afterwards. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, I kind of broke my new promise the other night to criticize Mike Milberry. Uh, rightfully so. He's just the worst. Hopefully they put Doc and Pierre and I think Eddie Olchek back on the broadcast soon. Because, oh man, I need those guys. I, I can't stand... Or Kenny Albert. I love Kenny Albert. But anyone else, I'm sorry. I Even if it's... I, I just need someone else in the booth other than friggin' Mike Milbury. But that's it. That's my rant about Milbury for the day. Uh, I know some other locked-on host I saw online were, were just fed up with him at this point as well. But anyway, enough of that. Let's talk about the Lightning today, as we're all here to obviously speak about. Uh, as you all know by now, if you're listening to this and you've watched the game... Lightning dropped game two, three one to the Blue Jackets. Um, 
just thoughts off the bat before we get into some of the stuff in the game. Uh, I, I, I just... The Lightning, and I'm also going to probably say this again at the end of the episode, but the Lightning had a great, great opportunity here. They And unfortunately, you know, game two, in my opinion, especially if you're the team that's up, is probably one of the most crucial games other than maybe a six or a seven um, within it, the span of a seven-game series. And that's just because, especially, like I said, if you have the advantage, you have a great opportunity to go up two games and kind of start to put your foot on the throat of the other team. But Lightning couldn't take care of business today, unfortunately. But that doesn't mean they didn't play well. They played, I thought, very well. There's some things that we're going to get into. So, that I am going to obviously say that they didn't do right. But for the most part, like I stated on past episodes, until otherwise, um, if they play you know, terrible, this team is a lot different in terms of just how they're handling the puck, um, their aggressiveness. Uh, I think that this team is has made leaps and bounds in that respect. Since the regular season, and I was that was one of the things I was worried about, just because of the time off, and it was something that they were really, really struggling with going into the pause. But I mean, they they've made progress in that sense. But there's other things that they need to improve on. We'll get into that. So let's just start with some of the things that stuck out to me. Uh, I've made I've emphasized and I've made it a big point on tons of episodes you could go back to any episode in which i do cover a game where the lightning really need especially and i've said it on the the episodes going into this series how important it was for lightning to get off to strong fast beginnings the games and they did it in this game uh up until the, the blue jackets punched them back in the jaw Kucherov's goal, great. Uh, just a, you know, nothing too fancy here on this one. Just in the right place at the right time. The puck bounced off the board st- straight to Kucherov. Uh, and he was sitting right there in front of the net, and he punched it in to give the Bolts one nothing lead. Can't ask for a better beginning, especially after that 5 OT game, um, obviously in which they, they won. And if you haven't listened to that episode in which I recapped that, go back. I was in, to say the least... A very rare mood. Um, if you're a frequent listener to Locked on Lightning, you would know that I just... You could tell from my tone at this point that I was I was in a different kind of mood there. Uh, I don't know if it was delirium or just clear... You know, just pure happiness or... You know, it was... I was in a big mood then. So anyway, as often... You know, as something that we've seen... Often throughout the season, uh, the Lightning, whether they score a goal, and they're like, hey, okay, we're feeling kind of good now. You know, we're starting to get off to a good, you know, we, we're up one nothing early. Let's, let's, let's kind of, let's, let's improve on this. Well, they don't, and then the opposing team and the Blue Jackets in this situation answer back pretty quickly. Uh, <laughs> seven minutes later, uh, on a Ryan Murray goal, i going to be honest with you, I watch a good amount of hockey games haven't really watched i'll admit haven't really watched i like to think of myself as someone who really is close to the heartbeat of the nhl so i kind of know what's going on with each team haven't heard a lot of ryan murray i believe it was his first playoff goal so that could be part of it um 
so just this is a play that we're going to see later on um, on the Borkstrand power play goal. But Boone took the, the puck right. Uh, Boone Jenner took the puck right behind the net. And Hedman was standing in front of the net and he trailed on the puck, which I thought was a bad move. I really thought, you know, I didn't see it in live time, but when they cut back to the replay, um, Hedman was standing right in front of Vasilevsky trying to block the, the pass up in front on a possible one-timer cross-size pass, uh, which he did a good job. He, you know, he, he blocked off that passing lane. But what he did, I think he should have stayed home, stayed there, and just wait for, you know, let Boo Jenner go behind the net. And Jenner went behind the net. Hedman trailed, freeing up space in front of the net. And uh, he sets up Murray for a, a nice one-timer in front. I in Then again, I don't know who's need to cycle in. I believe the winger needs to cycle in on defense on that one. So the Lightning need to do a better job of that. Um, I just think in that situation, you know, I'm no hockey X's and O guy per se. Um, but I would just have to say common sense and, you know, I, I do play hockey. Um, I think Hedman needs to stay home on that. Let Boone Jenner do whatever the hell he needs to do behind the net. Let him try and, you know, I think basically all he did was... Uh, he fooled he fooled Hedman into what he was trying to do. He tried to free up space in front of the net. Um, can't really fault Vasilevsky on that on that goal. It was a one timer, probably a f- two feet in front of him that went right between his legs. Not a lot of time, and he doesn't really have a good angle to really see what Jenner's doing, especially with Hedman kind of close by. So he was kind of blocked off. Um, really, nothing you could do on that. Uh, we know I know I've been very critical to say the least, uh, as to how bad, well, not bad, but how sloppy Vasilevsky has been on certain goals. So anyway, uh, Borkstrand, probably, I want to say maybe eight minutes or so later, maybe sooner, on the power play. As soon as Dubois, same play, like I said, just a few seconds ago. As soon as Dubois went behind the net with the puck, uh, I noticed Borkstrand parked himself right in front of the right circle, and no one was around. I don't I guess that was just the just the breakdown in defense. It looked like the Lightning were playing puck uh, strong side puck side attack, and it just looked like that they just lost track of Borkstrand, and he took full advantage of the situation. And I, as soon as I saw him just all by himself in the circle, I knew it wasn't going to end well. Um, as we all know, that happens. Obviously, scored a goal, one timer. Uh, Columbus is up two one from there. Uh, just the takeaway from this, and I've been saying this all year, and I mean, the numbers don't lie, and I'm going to list off some facts in just a little bit pertaining to this. It's just the Lightning take way too many penalties. I, I don't understand it. It's it's acts, it's actually, to a certain extent, incredible um, to where they were on the PK because of, I mean, granted, this is kind of an isolated situation, but it's not, and I'll explain why, because... They took a couple of penalties in this game, but most of those were just stick infractions, you know, kind of just stuff that sometimes it's just the ref is sometimes doesn't call it and sometimes they do. But this was just stupidity. I mean, so Kalorn got called for holding on Seth Jones, but if you look back at the replay, he punched him in the face. Uh, and it was just all because f- he was frustrated after missing a one-timer on the rush moments before. And you know what? That's inexcusable. I mean, come on, killer. You're you're one of the leaders on this team, and 
granted, you've that you should have sunk that right in. That should have been two one. That should have been a tie game right there. But that's a whole other thing. Um, maybe we'll get to that later on the show, but or maybe we'll get to that to some uh, maybe tomorrow's episode because I plan to address that because that's not just killer on that one. That's most of the team has just been missing the net the net by like an absolute mile. When it comes to especially open nets, like on a one-timer, uh, Kucherov did in the last game where he didn't even hit crossbar. Um, I don't know if it's just killer and other lightning players just trying to be too fine. Um, but yeah, anyway, that taking that penalty, inexcusable. Um, but especially, yeah, killer, he, I've noticed the last couple of games um, and that he's kind of been missing the mark on his shots. Uh, but here was the kind of thing that kind of made me funny, uh, kind of made me laugh, Is that was funny, was that uh, Lightning commentator Brian Ingblom made the excuse of possible poor ice conditions, and it's just like, I was sitting there when I heard that, and I was like, wait a minute. And I was watching the game. I like to watch the game on delay on the NHL network, uh, NHL TV app, whatever it's called, and I rewinded it because I was like, wait a minute. I had just happened to look down writing something on my notepad because I like to take notes during the game, obviously. And he says that, and I'm just like, wait a minute, rewind. And he says, you know, poor ice conditions. And I just sit there, and I'm just like, Brian, if you haven't noticed, Columbus is playing on the same exact ice as the Lightning. I don't see them having too many issues. Um... So that was just kind of a thing that was stuck out to me. Just I hate like one of my pet peeves, especially if it's for a team that I'm invested in, um, is when they make mistakes and all that stuff. Or because some of these shots, these one timers, and it wasn't just killer. Uh, we saw one from Kucherov, like I mentioned in the last game. Uh, we saw one from Sorelli in today's game as well. Same exact play, I believe. Tyler Johnson was on both those rushes, where. He was trying to hit them on the far side wing, right open. If they just would have had the puck, you know, one, I think, believe one of those rushes, it was kind of just a wobbly puck at that point. And then the other was just, just missed it. Uh, if that's stick, if that's tape to tape, those are, that's two goals right there. And the Lightning are up maybe, maybe 3 1 or 4 2. Uh, so, yeah, that's just one of the things where it's, it's frustrating. But at the same time, you're you're digging a deeper hole for yourself and the team by doing stupid things. And as we all know, it led to the Borkstrand power play goal. So, I mean, that's just something that I believe Coop needs to address. I don't know if he's going to or he has, but we'll see. We'll see how the, the team reacts and plays in uh, game three. I, I mean, I, I, I don't see much of a big turnover uh, in, in that regard to that stuff I just think that you know they're setting their ways and this is this is a team that takes tons of penalties and you know they're th- they they should be lucky that they have they've scored so many goals I mean they've needed to um, and that they need to be good almost perfect on a penalty kill to have a shot of winning or they or needed to be almost perfect on the penalty penalty kill this year and score tons of goals to have a shot of winning just because of how many penalties they've taken i'm gonna i'm gonna lay it out all for you guys uh towards the end of the show but first 
Let me talk to you about rockauto.com, today's uh, presenting sponsor. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers for the, for online for the last 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, you get everything you need in a few easy clicks to li- delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices are always reliably low and the same for the professionals and the do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You know, I, I've been saying this all the time. I mean, you, you're going to save yourself the hassle. Just do it right now. Once you're listening, once you're done listening to this podcast, obviously go on listen to Locked On NHL. But also go to rockauto.com, especially if you need parts for your car because you know what you're going to save twice as much money and four times the hassle by just staying home not dealing with those idiots at your local auto park store or whatever that big one that you have near you just go to rockauto.com and when you go to rockauto.com you'll see all the parts available for your car or truck when you go to their website go to the lock Go to the How Did You Hear About Us box and you and you put down Locked On so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So after that that goal, the, the Borgtran goal, Columbus was pretty much in control for the rest of the game after taking the lead. Um, I have been critical. I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit it, admit my, you know, when Tampa takes advantage you know they listen to the show they have to listen to the show because it seems like the more and more i criticize them about certain things not doing certain things or doing too much of it they tend to kind of fix it or kind of make steps and progress towards actually fixing it so i have been very critical for of them for not taking a lot of shots not putting puck on net um not putting the puck in play because as we all know you know, you put puck on net, good things could happen. So, then again, last night they had 88 shots and they only scored three goals. I feel like in a regular, non-crazy five-overtime game, that's probably maybe, I would have to say, maybe five, five, six, five, six goals. But, yeah, they had 88 shots in game one, 37 today. Uh, and I have to say, unfortunately, a large percentage of those 127 shots were low-quality shots, especially today. Um, it it seemed just like a lot of the shots were through traffic. It looked like, especially later on in the game when the Lightning were kind of being backed up against the wall um, and the Blue Jackets were really settling into the game and, you know, once they took the lead... It just looked like the Lightning were just throwing pucks at the net with not really any intention of just desperation. Um, I don't. I I could be totally wrong. I mean, but that's just how I read the body language. Uh, I just read the. You know, there wasn't really any plan. You know, there was there was people. There was you know sometimes they were throwing pucks at net and nobody was in a blue jersey was parked up there, so it wasn't like they were screening the goalie. You know, I, there was a couple of times where it would hit Seth Jones or, you know, other players, Boone Jenner a couple of times in the skate. I think Columbus had, like, something like 20-something block shots today. I think, like, 21. And that's that's insane. I mean, the Lightning need to do better. It's not beneficial when maybe, like, 40% of those shots, especially in today's game, were blocked. So they need to do a better job of that, maybe set up the offense, cycle the puck around, 
and you know do the small things uh which they did today uh puck management was great a plus super but they you know and also do the other little things that hockey players always talk about and in interviews get the puck in deep work the boards uh work the corners which they obviously always do which they don't but you know then again you got to give credit to columbus they clogged up the lanes making it difficult for the lightning to really get anything going you know they got that first goal but let's be realistic it was a lucky bounce off the boards and Kucherov, like I said when I talked about it early on, it was just right place, right time. Now, going forward, what are we going to take from this game? Uh, I'm sure you already know where I'm going to go with this. The Lightning, and this is the one thing, because let's just put all aside you know, the talent and all that stuff. Any hockey team, it's not a good recipe, especially when you take more penalties than goal than goal scored. Um, they need to top, stop taking so many penalties. Um, they were tied for second in the NHL during the regular season for most penalties taken. They were tied with Washington, with New York in, in first. Um, and not much has changed. Not much has changed um, since the playoffs have started. I thought maybe that would have been one of the things Coop along with, I mean, the Lightning, There could. there's a whole laundry list of things the lightning should have and hopefully we're working on in practice um but unfortunately with the circumstances surrounding the rebuild i mean not the rebuild the restart rebuild the rebuild of the nhl season um you know i guess they were kind of crunched on time and they were just trying to get back to basics trying to get guys back in the swing of things which is totally understandable but i either in the coming practices or in the offseason, depending on personnel, and I hope Coop does it um, in the offseason as well, which we'll see. We, they need to work on stop taking so many penalties. The kill, the Kalorn one, that was just plain stupidity. I'm sure he knows it. Um, they've so far since the first round robin game, and I didn't have to, you don't have to go far to find these stats. They averaged four penalties a game in these playoffs. And that's ridiculous. You know, I was expecting hopefully a lower number, but unfortunately that's the way it is. And But at the same time, like I just stated, they were second in the NHL in penalties taken. And um, it's not surprising. So, you know, let's just let, let's look at the stats. I mean, they've in their four, five games that they've played, They've taken 16 penalties. That's that's basically fit, and we're not counting today's game. Um, that's 52 minutes playing with a man down. That's that's insane. That's insane. Um, I believe it was the Boston game. I believe it was the Boston game. I think or the Capitals game. I think it was the Capitals game where the Lightning took five penalties in a game. In that game and. I don't think the Capitals scored once, so I mean that at least the Lightning's penalty kill is decent. But at the same time, you can't. No team could rely on their penalty kill. Sixteen penalties, four games, fifty-two minutes. There's there's twenty there's twenty minutes um, in each period. That's about sixty minutes. That's sixty minutes. So they the Lightning have almost played an entire sixty minutes with with a guy down through four 
three, four games. That's that's mind-boggling how this is still a thing, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Lightning need to do a better job because, you know what, I'm telling you right now, and I'm being realistic because in hockey, I you know, even though I've said it on past episodes, and it depends on certain situations in the game of hockey, not just at the NHL level, but at all levels. Um, I, you know, I'm kind of on both sides of the fence. You know, there's the, the school of thought that says numbers don't lie. I'm also on the other side that says there's, and I truly believe both of these, but I truly believe that the numbers don't tell you everything. They, there's no real number that shows just level of talent overall. Um, one one stat that I always like to bring up is points shared. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just been fit fifty two. Like I now that I'm you know I didn't I didn't even react like this when I wrote down the number. I was like, oh, you know, when I added up all the minutes that they've taken, oh, fifty two minutes. That's not. But it's just the Lightning need to be better because if they continue to take penalties at this rate, shoot the low level of quality shots that they have taken. Um, you know, they took 37 shots today. Maybe 15 of those were good level challenge, goalie challenged shots. The the other, you know, other ones of those, not so good. Um, you know, and those are shots where they're going missing wide, um, hitting Corposalo right in the the chest you know it's just and then half of those obviously didn't count because they they got stopped midway through traffic so it's just the lightning here's the thing if the lightning continue to keep doing these things they're not winning this series a hundred percent they are not winning this series they go into saturday's game with the same mindset whether it's taking penalties oh we'll just you know it's fine it's not that big of a deal we'll we'll you know We'll do like stick infractions. I don't really mind so much, but stuff like I don't know, just like stupid penalties, interference, like the stuff, the stuff that you're told on day one not to do after you learn how to skate and do all the basic minor, uh, you know, mechanical stuff in hockey. You know, when you're learning the rules, stick infractions, you know, high sticking, interference, uh, holding. I mean, good thing Kalorn didn't get like. A misconduct or anything like that because I could see a regular season scenario in which the refs look back at that and he could possibly get a major for that five minute major and you know that's not that's not something you want to see um, depending on who the referees that night you know if you get like a ref who doesn't ha- care I mean it's just one of those things um, but yeah if the lightning I guarantee you, if they take four penalties on Saturday night, when the light, when for Game Three at seven thirty, if we if they take three four penalties five with this team because the Blue Jackets are starting to gain some momentum, then they're they're going to be down two one. They're going to be two. Ta- I guarantee you, and I know some of you out there listening to this right now are saying, "Oh no, you know they're they're still they're too good to do this." They're too good to lose this series. They're playing too well. Point is playing great. Hedman's been playing great. Vasilevsky's starting to get hot. Yeah, they are. But Vasilevsky can't save 
61 shots again. I mean, he's they're not going to get that many shots off. But you know, you know what I mean. Vasilevsky, we can't turn, and I said this at the beginning of the playoffs, when I believe round robin was still in effect. We can't, this team cannot, as, as much as it's customary, especially in the Stanley Cup playoffs, to rely on a hot goal tender. You can't do that. You can't do that. This team is too good to do that. Especially now that you're playing a team who knows they have your number and they're playing with a lot more chips on their shoulder considering they lost their top player last year, free agency. So now they have a lot more to prove, to prove that this isn't a fluke. So I'm going to say right now, once again, but in a more clear way, whether it's this series, if the Lightning somehow to sneak out of this series playing with the way they do, if they do, that's great. They, they, they dodge the bullet on that one. But if the Lightning continue to have high-volume, low-quality shots coupled with a lot of penalties being taken, they will not win the Stanley Cup. I guarantee it. And if they do, by some somehow stroke of luck, that's great. But they're going to need a ton of luck. They're going to need the hockey gods looking down on them, throwing blessings on top of them because... I don't know any team in this playoff history that has won a Stanley Cup doing that. So that's been it for my my little rant of the day, um, of the night, post, post-game reactions. I actually do love doing these. Um, like, uh, like we stated on Twitter earlier today, probably going to be doing them after every game. Time permitting, of course. Um, might be a little tougher at some points during the week work week now that you know i'm back to work uh but yeah so a little side note so i don't know how many of you do this but uh i'm very superstitious especially in the stanley cup playoffs um where i pick and I, this isn't like a new thing i saw you know i know i know some people that do it and i see it on social media here and there but what i do is i pick a shirt for the playoffs to start off and I so my first shirt and I use that and I wear that shirt every game and you know if the lightning lose depending on how they lost I might retire that shirt until I I have like a I guess like a rotation of shirts that I wear so usually every year when the lightning make a deep run when they have made making a deep run or just in general um, I wear a jersey obviously because you know the weather's still cold out but then if they make a deep run, you know, you're sitting there, May, June, long beard, hockey jersey, 90 degree weather, not a good luck. My, so I have about three shirts in my rotation right this year and a jersey off to the side in case the lightning really need it, need the luck there. So I started off with from, and this is some free plug right here. Uh, but definitely go out to their website. Uh, they have a great selection of lightning shirts. Um, 500 level, I'm sure some of you have heard of them. I recently purchased, right before the playoffs, Andre Vasilevsky. It's blue. Um, and it says denied. And it has, like I guess, his signature, his name. And it's him doing the behind the back uh, save from, you know, that every, all of us know. And in my other, my other shirts are Headman, the jerseys. Not Hedman, uh, Kucherov and Stamkos. And then the lucky jersey that I got to the side is a throwback Marty St. Louis jersey. 
which um what you know what i think i'll do um how about all of you listening all you guys whether you're lightning fans or not tweet to the show lo underscore lightning i want to see your playoff shirts your lucky playoff shirts or your jerseys what you're wearing um we'd love to see all that see all that and maybe i'll talk about them or we'll give you a shout out on twitter whatever the case may be we'll figure something out to get give you guys some love of course so go ahead and do that um so next game i think i'm gonna do because kucherov really needs a goal he really needs to get his head back on his shoulders and i mean a real goal not the cheapy one he got today so uh i think i'm gonna wear kucherov on saturday i think that's a good one to start off with and then Hopefully, uh, by the time, if I have to throw on the Stamkos one, he will actually be back with the team. So that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.